So guess what? There's never going to be that perfect time and you're never going to be ready. So what's the point in waiting for that? Instead, let's have a conversation together today about what you can do to basically get yourself out there and make things happen now. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. So welcome to episode number four and welcome back if you've already tuned in to the previous episodes or welcome if this is your first time because you never know, you might be listening to them in the order of the latest release or you might just have stumbled across it. No matter what, you are absolutely welcome to come in here with me. I am here right now just sitting in my home office in the lovely Glasgow and Isn't it amazing when the sun shines, what difference that makes? So this morning I had a great walk around the park and um, a nice coffee with my good friend David, had some great coaching clients and then I thought, right, now is the time for me to record episode number four for you. But I've got so many different ideas and topics I want to share with you that I thought, well, it's no point me just trying to decide what's next. So instead, yesterday, I put out a little bit of a poll over in my Facebook group and also with my members of my group coaching, the Transformation Exchange, and over in the world of Instagram. And I gave two options. And one option was today's topic, so you can guess which one won, um, which is all about how you'll never be ready. And option number two was all about how do you overcome comparisonitis? And I'll tell you what, they were neck and neck in terms of the voting. So hint, hint, guess what will be coming up very, very soon. But today I really want to dive into the topic around why you'll never be ready and why you just want to realise that and embrace that so that you can then just basically get out your way and make things happen. So have you ever thought or experienced either yourself or other people, but let's be honest, this is about you, so be selfish here, and you're waiting for that perfect moment. You know, whether you're waiting for the stars to align or whether you're waiting for the new week or the new month or for everything to be sorted. And I've heard people say, well, I'll get out there when I've lost a bit more weight. I even had someone saying to me that they're going to get new photos for their website once they've come back on holiday because they'll have their, you know, their summer suntan. But there's all these excuses that can come up for us in terms of, waiting for that perfect moment or waiting for that right time. But really, you know, I want you to just basically think about that. Do you say that to yourself? Really, be honest. Are you waiting for that perfect time? Once you've learned everything that you've learned, once you've done that course, once you've read that book, whatever that might be, because guess what? I know you're never going to be ready. And you know that deep down inside, don't you? And over the last um, 11 years of coaching business owners and entrepreneurs, I'll tell you what, no one has ever said to me, Osman, I'm 100% ready, bring that on. But instead, what I hear often is, I wish I started that earlier. 
And that's what I want to make sure that you do, that you don't wait. And instead, we just basically strike well that iron's hot for you. Once you're in that zone, when you're in that momentum, because that's when real results happen. Not when you're thinking, but actually when you're doing. So why is it that we sometimes hold ourselves back or we wait for that elusive time in terms of when we are ready? Well, it can come down to a number of reasons, right? First of all, it can be down to that whole perfectionism or wanting everything to be polished. And again, I'm putting my hands up here to say that is one that I always battle with and I'm having to catch myself around that in terms of to make sure that that's not stopping me as well. Because really, think about it. What's better? Is it better to have everything completely polished and everything perfect? Or is it better to actually get out there and make things happen? What do you actually want? So often when I'm actually hearing, especially working with my clients initially, when they're telling me all the things that they want to do, for example, I often hear, once my website's done, once I've got my business cards, once I've got X, Y, and Z done, then I'll be ready. And actually then I ask them the question, and I'm asking you this right now, well, why did you get into business in the first place? Is it because you wanted to have a website? Is it because you wanted to have business cards? Or was it because you actually want to be doing what you want to do? So adding that service to people, adding value or or sharing that product. So you often have to go back to the root and actually ask yourself, why did I start business in the first place? And focus upon that so that you can actually then take action that will help you make that happen. And rather than getting distracted by all those other things that yes, they may be important, but you make sure that they're not taking your time or your attention away from the real core elements. So often it comes down to that element of perfectionism. And Let me be honest here with you, and that's what my whole intention is for this podcast and the way I am with my clients. Even doing this podcast for me was harder than I thought it would be. And even if you've listened to the first um, three episodes plus uh, episode zero, so technically four episodes, well, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be so good. I'm so excited about it. But do you know what happened when I actually pressed record and when there was a microphone staring me in, in the face? I literally kind of felt a bit weird. It felt a bit out of flow. It felt quite new to me. And therefore, even when I was listening back to some of the episodes, I was cringing inside. And I actually thought, "Mm, let me go and re-record them because it doesn't sound like me. It sounded like I had this podcasting voice, right? And even right now, I probably still have a podcasting voice, but it really did kind of get me in terms of... "Mm, should I just start again? But then when I really thought about it, I thought, no, because what's going to happen? I'll re-record it and I'll go, "Mm, is that good enough? And I can go on and I can go on and I can go on trying to make it perfect. But instead, I just thought it's good enough. Let me get it out there. And here we are together on episode number four. And I'm sure that when we get to episode number 404, it'll be so much even better and I'll be so much more relaxed and I'll enjoy it more. And that's the whole lesson in this in terms of you just need to start before you're ready and actually get out there. And really, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I remember back in the days when I was getting into the videoing world as well with vlogs and Facebook lives and videos, etc. and different platforms. And I used to think things had to be perfect. Okay, so I used to think, right, what's the best location? What's the lighting like? And all that jazz. But guess what happened? I then started to do things a bit more in the moment, a bit more raw and ready. And 
most people would comment on the videos where I was literally walking down the street on the way to Starbucks to get a coffee compared to the ones where I was sitting there in the office all you know formal and polished. So it just goes to show and think about it for you. When you listen to things, when you watch things, are you overcritical or do you just get what you want to get from it? And that's the same thing when it comes down to your potential clients or your customers. They often don't care if everything's completely polished and perfect. They actually just want or they'll get value from what you're actually sharing. So whether that's kind of the thing that's been holding you back, basically today's about giving yourself that bit of a shake in terms of, right, actually just get out there and make things happen. Often it also comes down to fear and fear is a massive topic and we'll be diving into that on a future podcast episode. But think about it. Often fear comes down to that element of what if. You know, the things that are going through in your mind and you're not crazy because like we talked about on episode number one, it's all in our mind in terms of business and the way that we delete and we distort and we generalize things. So in your mind, you might be thinking, well, what will they think? And they could be whoever you want. It could be your peers. It could be your competitors. It could be your friends. It could be your customers. But as soon as you start to get yourself thinking about, well, what will they think? Honestly, you can tie yourselves in knots. But actually, I want to give yourself that chance just to go, well, who cares? I don't care what my friends think if they're not in my audience or my target. All I care about is, am I adding value or is, is this going to be useful for the person that I really want to see it or to experience it as well? And then it can often be that element of, well, what if I'm asked this and I don't know the answer to it? Well, again, who cares and you will cope. So think about this in terms of driving. I'm sure the first few times when you pass your test or you can change this analogy to cycling or walking, you would know where you are. You're in your comfort zone. You'd probably drive to your friend's house or to the supermarket or wherever where you know the roads. And that's natural. You're familiar with those roads. So you're not really kind of putting yourself under too much pressure. And at those times, you're probably focusing so much more on the actual driving, the, the, the mechanics of driving. Remember, mirror signal maneuver. So that's why, yes, it was quite comforting knowing, well, at least I know where the roads are. But do you still just stick to those roads that you know? No, you don't. What happens quite quickly is when you start to then think about, well, where am I going? You know, if there's a diversion or there's a different kind of um, route that you take, well, you just get familiar. You think, well, I can drive the car, so it doesn't matter if I get to the end of the road and there's a roundabout. I know how to drive through a roundabout. Not drive through, you know, drive around a roundabout because otherwise, hopefully you don't have a license. But what I'm trying to say here is that you need to just remember that when it comes down to it, you'll never be ready. I remember when I passed my driving test, I was so eager to have my driving license. I lived out in the middle of the sticks. Well, it felt like that anyway. So I couldn't wait to actually have that freedom in my car. So it's quite sad that I'm admitting this, but on my 17th birthday, I actually sat my theory test and I passed it and I even paid extra back in the days to get my results that day because I needed to have the, the certificate for my theory test to book on for my actual practical test. So as soon as I passed that, I then phoned up and I said, when is the quickest test date? And the quickest test date was in five weeks time. So I had that goal in terms of, right, I need to learn to be able to drive a car good enough so I could pass my test. So I did my lessons and got insured in my mum and dad's car. And anytime you'd go anywhere, I'd literally be, right, I'm driving, I'm practicing. So the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I remember the day after getting my proper license after my practical test, 
my mum and dad said to me, can you pop over here? They were at my dad's um, business at that time. And I thought, right, yep, let's go. And I knew the route to go there by road. But then I thought, it's quite quiet. Let's jump on the motorway. And I got there within like 15 minutes compared to getting there within like 25, 30 minutes if I went all on the roads. And I remember my mum and dad saying, Swan, how did you get here so quick? And I said, well, I just jumped on the motorway. And the look in their face was like, seriously, but you've never been on the motorway. And I thought, well, do you know something? I know how to drive, so therefore, let me just do it. And since then, it wasn't a big deal. I literally just kept going on the motorway until I got even more confident. And sometimes we can overcomplicate things or we can make things bigger in our mind than they actually really are. And I see that a lot when it comes to business as well. So anytime that you've got that fear or that niggle in terms of, oh, I better wait, just question yourself and go, wait for what? So what else can we do? What are my other tips for you to basically stop waiting and actually start doing? Well, I want you to focus on the value that you can actually bring. So that could be in your products or your services. And I'm going to be really blunt here, but the knowledge that you have if you're selling your expertise, okay, or your, your knowledge is actually worthless. Your products that you might have created or you might be selling are absolutely worthless if they are in your head or if they're sitting there in your house on the shelf. They're doing nothing. So therefore, they're actually not adding any value to you or to others. And in fact, they're probably devaluing yourself in terms of the cost that it took you to create those or to buy in those products. So, just remember that in terms of the next time that you're so busy trying to wait for things to be perfect and actually think about, well, all that time that I'm waiting, I'm actually not adding value. So actually instead, it's so much better for me to make it quicker or the quickest route possible for me to share those services, to add value to my potential clients or prospects or to allow those people that might want my products to actually get them into their hands as well. So remember, focus on value because otherwise what you've created or what you've got is basically worthless. And my second kind of key tip here is about, well, the best learning actually comes from doing versus thinking. Okay. And again, that goes back to what I shared about, you know, driving, but if you're actually out there doing the doing, that's where you'll get the best experience. That's where you'll learn in terms of what you like, what you don't like, and what other people like, what your customers are liking, what they don't like, and you'll get real feedback. Otherwise, you might be spending your weeks or your months creating what you think is that perfect product or service, and then you're so excited and you get it out there, and your customers or the potential customers then go, it kind of missed the mark or it's not resonating with them. So I'd really encourage you to basically shorten that time as much as you possibly can in terms of creating something or, you know, that idea and actually getting it out there because that's where you'll get the best idea. Even if it's not sharing your whole product or your service, you can still be getting out there and talking about it bringing it into conversations, sharing elements of it, and actually seeing what resonates, what comments are coming back in terms of from those that could be your ideal customers or those that would want what you actually are creating. And a great example of this is one of my clients currently. So he is a complete whiz at all things systems and like funnels and Facebook ads, etc. And he had an idea around, well, he wanted to leverage his time more. So he thought, let's go and create a, a community, a membership type of element. But then quite quickly when he was out there listening to the customers that were coming to him, because all around the world, he's got customers coming to him because of what he does. And then he actually figured out really quickly that 
His ideal customers don't necessarily want that type of model. What they want more of is access to him and actually a, a do it with me type of service. So quite quickly, because he got it out there and he started to plant the seeds and he actually started to take action around it, he got that feedback. He got that immediate type of kind of response that then allowed him to pivot and actually then go, okay, how to move things forward in the best way. But imagine that he spent five months creating that. I mean, getting everything perfect and then he went out there. That could have actually been five months of wasted time, energy, effort. And then could you imagine how he'd have felt if after five months he went, seriously, why is no one wanting this? But instead, he literally acted really quickly and therefore he was able to adjust accordingly as well. And my third tip around getting out your own way and just getting things happening is, especially in those moments when you hear yourself or you think, well, when I get to this point, then I'll do that. Again, okay, I hear this so much in terms of, um, especially those in businesses that are quite new and I've got quite a lot of people that have got network marketing type of businesses. And quite often I hear them say things like, oh, when I get to that point when I am able to reduce my hours or leave my job, then I'll do X, Y, and Z. But guess what? It'll be so hard to actually get to that point if you don't get the results up front. So instead of waiting for that elusive time, just make it happen now. And often what then happens is, again, I've seen it from the opposite, where people think, right, when I've got all that time available for me, then the magic will happen. Then I'll have all that time to devote to my business and make things happen. And what they tend to find is that with more time, it doesn't actually correlate to actually having more and better results. Often that then means that we procrastinate more. And instead, if they actually used the time that they had and they were happy that they were still juggling whether it was their job and still enjoying that to the point to allow them to be able to then go, right, I'm also growing my business and using those hours that they had, well, they could still get amazing results to then allow them to have the choices about what's next. So I say this to you because again, stop kidding yourself on if you're thinking, I wish I had more time or when I get to this certain level in my business, whether I get to this point in terms of earning more money, revenue, or getting to this point of profitability, then I'll then get this person to help me or I'll do X, Y, and Z. Actually, just give yourself that shake and go, well, what am I waiting for? And what's stopping me from doing that right now? And an example of this comes into mind when I, many, many years ago, when I actually first started upon my business journey, I was an NLP trainer. I still am an NLP trainer, but what I do is I infuse all NLP. So that's neuro-linguistic programming. It's all the study of how we think, how we feel and how we act. And that's what I infuse into all my trainings, all the coaching and the mentoring that I do with my clients. But back in the days, I went to become an NLP trainer, which involved going over to Las Vegas for five weeks of training. Yes, again, as I keep saying, it's a hard life. And I remember doing that and I was so excited. And then I came back and I went, right, okay, let me go and do my first training. And then the year later, one of my fellow NLP students that was on the course when I first became an NLP practitioner, she also had the goal to become an NLP trainer. So she went the year after me and she went and did the training course. She got a certificate, she passed, and then she came back. And I remember saying to her, right, when are you going to do your first course? And she's like, right, well, I'm going to do this. Well, it's a busy time in my work at the moment. Okay, so I'm going to wait for this point. And then the next time I spoke to her, it was like, well, you know, I've decided that I'm going to wait until X happens. And then there's always these reasons for her. I can't exactly remember what all the reasons are. 
But fast forward, you know, many, many years, about 10 years, and she's never delivered an NLP training course. So it just goes to show that actually, if you wait for that perfect time, the chances are you'll never actually do that thing because things will come in the way. And it's so much better to strike when things are hot when you're in that momentum, especially in terms of from my experience of working for myself and also working with many other business owners as well. So you also need to watch out for procrastination, okay? And that's my top tip for number four here. Because you want to watch out for the order and the sequence of what you're doing. So let me bring this to life. Have you ever heard yourself say things like, okay, well, before I go and speak to so-and-so or before I go and promote this, I need to go and make sure that everything is all sorted. So imagine it's an event. And I've heard this before with one of my clients a few years ago where she was saying to me, well, I need to make sure that I've got all my slides sorted for the event that she was creating. And she came and told me about everything that she was doing initially about the organizing and the, the event side of it. And then I asked her the question, I was like, well, how many people have you got coming to the event? Well, I've not got on to that part yet because I actually, I just want to make sure that everything's completely organized first. And I'm like, actually, you're kidding yourself on, you're actually procrastinating here. So the order of what she was doing was actually just the, the opposite of what would make a difference. So there's no point, think about it this way, there's no point having the perfect you know, event organized and having no one turning up. It makes sense logically when I say this, but be honest with yourself, do you fall into that trap at times where you actually focus on the wrong thing because you're trying to avoid the thing that really might be harder for you to do or it'll take you your time and your energy to put yourself out there? So instead, how do you go out there and actually talk about the event and get the first people to sign up for it and get that buzz because therefore you've got something to actually spend time to then create? rather than the opposite way around. So again, just ask yourself, you know, are you spending all your time getting everything perfect and organized instead of actually going out there and making the difference by getting clients or adding value or sharing what you've got? The tip number five is you also need to really watch out for what your entrepreneurial superpower is. And that's kind of where you'll hear me talk about this all the time. I, I honestly promise you that every single episode you'll hear me talk about it in some way, shape or form because it makes a huge difference because typically there's eight types of entrepreneurs, okay? And that's why when I work with anybody in my one-to-one -one coaching or also in my group mastermind and online community, the Transformation Exchange, one of the first things that they do is the Wealth Dynamics Profiling Test because that then allows you to find out what your superpower is. And the reason why that's important is because it massively impacts in terms of what your personality is, what the best type of strategies are for you, what will get you in flow and what will get you out of flow. And this also makes a difference in terms of how you act and what you do on a day to day basis. So, for example, if you are a creator or a star profile from the Wealth Dynamic System, typically those type of entrepreneurs act really quickly. They have an idea and they just go for it, okay, which is great. So they don't typically spend too much time waiting for that perfect moment. 
But the challenge with that or the thing to watch out for is sometimes they are going here, there and everywhere and they're completely going in a scattered gunned approach. There's no rhyme or rhythm or plan in terms of what they're doing. So often when I'm working with those type of clients and I've got a lot of my clients are creators and stars and it works because I'm the opposite profile. So I'm their, their yin to their yang, for example. I need to kind of help them to make sure, right, do we know what the design is in terms of what your goals are, your business, your model, so that actually when they're taking that fast action, they're doing it in a very strategic way and an aligned way in terms of where they are. But the opposite can happen, for example, if you've got a superpower of being an accumulator. An accumulator is one of the most risk-averse profiles, okay? And don't worry, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode upon superpowers because I really want you to know what your superpower is if you don't already. For example, going back to if you're an accumulator, well, you will typically want every single thing ironed out before you take action. So when I'm coaching a client and I know if they're an accumulator, I need to make sure that I'm kicking their backside so that they're not spending too much time or overly trying to get into the nitty gritty and getting everything perfect. So by knowing that, I know, for example, where they might naturally go. And the same thing happens, for example, a lord. A lord profile, for example, needs all the I's dotted and the T's crossed and all the figures done. And me, I'm a trader profile, for example, so I'm always typically looking for what's the right time. Is it the right week? Is it the right month? What's my customers and my clients saying? But again, I need to really watch out for that because if I spend too much time in that energy, well, the weeks and the months can actually just go. So you need to know what your superpower is to see how it works for you, but also at times where it can work against you. And, you know, there's eight profiles. I'm not going to go through them, through them all, but I'll leave you with the, the mechanic profile. Mechanics, if that's your type of superpower, you will forever be wanting to tinker and make things better. Oh, what happens if I change the color of that banner? What would happen if I change that word, for example? And you often can kind of just basically go round and round in circles trying to make things better. But actually, those small changes won't actually make that difference in terms of the right actions to help you get out your way and grow your business. So if you're already intrigued and you want to find out, okay, well, what is my superpower? Am I using my superpower to my advantage? I'd really encourage you to hop over to the show notes, which you can find at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash four, and you'll see a link in terms of how to find out your superpower. So moving on in terms of another couple of tips before we wrap up this this episode, I'd really encourage you to be bold. Okay, so again, this fits in with the whole premise of start before you're ready, because you'll never be ready. And a prime example of this that springs to mind for me is I went to a conference many, many years ago. It was a marketing conference down in London. And it just so happened that at this conference, there were a number of my NLP practitioner students that also went to this conference. Okay, so it was a great day out. I was connecting with them. And the guy who was leading this conference at the start, he basically set a challenge. And he basically said, right, he's going to give everybody in the room an opportunity in 10 minutes to win 50 pounds, okay? And the way that you could win this 50 pounds is who could generate the most amount of sales in that 10 minutes? And I was sitting there and I wasn't being overly competitive. I wasn't sitting there going, right, yes, I'm going to smash this. I'm going to win this. But I just went, all right, okay, 10 minutes, let me get into this. And, and I did it in a very natural way. And I thought, okay, 
What's the best way of doing this? And in the room, there were about like five or six, as I say, of my NLP students that I had the, the pleasure of training as NLP practitioners. And over the months after it, they were always saying to me, oh, you know, man, I want to take that to the next level. I want to do NLP master practitioner, etc." So during that 10 minutes, I literally just went up to them in a really nice way. And I was saying, you know, I know you've been saying that you're going to take that next step, right? come on, is that something that you're going to do? How's it going to help you? And during that 10 minutes, I had four of them that said, absolutely, I'm doing it. And then they said, right, I'm going to commit to this particular course date because I'd only typically run like three master practitioners per year. So I remember sitting down and then you had to put up your hand in terms of, you know, how many people made X amount of money. I think he asked something like, well, how many people made, you know, 50 pounds and a lot of hands went up. And he said, well, keep your hands up in terms of until you get to that point of when you've reached that limit. So whatever increments that he went up, my hand was up and up and up. And then I was looking around and I kept seeing other people's hands going down. And then he was in the thousands. And then he got to the point where he was like 5,000 and it was just me and this other lady. And then he went up to the point of, I got to 8,000 and then I put my hand down because basically with those four students, I kind of equated to 8,000 pounds of sales. And then I put my hand down and this other woman put her hand up still up and she was delighted because she thought she won. So the guy asked her, okay, well, how did you make these sales and what's the figure? And she said, oh, I've just had this idea and this idea is going to make me and she quoted something like in the hundreds of thousands of pounds and he went have you actually made that money and she's like no no it's just an idea and he said well congratulations for having that that idea but really the task is about how much are you actually kind of like confirmed sales for example so then he came to me and said well how much was it? And it was kind of near 8,000. He goes, well, talk me through how did you do that? And I talked him through in terms of, well, I've got previous clients here. I was just bold. I've heard them say that they want to do this next step. And I just asked them. And he then got those clients to stand up and he said, okay, well, have you agreed? Are you going to do it? And they said, absolutely. And he said, this man, come on up. And he gave me 50 pounds. So it wasn't about the 50 pounds, but what that taught me was that actually sometimes you just have to be bold and you have to take action. And those clients, those students actually all went on and did the course on those dates. So it really wasn't just that, you know, they weren't pressurized in any way. And I say this with a caveat because obviously I asked those questions to those clients because I had a relationship with them. They'd obviously had been on my previous courses and they'd kind of told me that they do want to take that next step. So I'm not saying that I want you to go so quickly that you meet a new prospect and you'd say, oh, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. But I share that story just to kind of bring to life that actually I could have just waited for them to come and tell me. But instead, I just was bold. I took action and it got a result in that way. So I want you to be bold in that way and speak to people, ask people for help. So I've got a couple more. So the next one is thinking about your business as being evolving and having many different iterations. And if you checked out the last episode that I had when I had my first guest, the wonderful Natalie Sisson, um, that was on episode number three. So you can check that out at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash three. Or if you're listening to this on a podcast app, you'll basically scroll down and you'll find it. Well, Natalie talked about 
about her journey in terms of how things have evolved in business. And on that episode, I talk about typically your business will evolve. But when you have that in terms of your mindset of, okay, things will change, they will constantly evolve, it can help you to also act a lot quicker as well. So instead of waiting for that perfect version, actually get it out there. That's the key thing. Perfect for right now is what I'm looking for. So I'm not saying for you to be completely slapdash and cut corners, for example, but really it doesn't have to be 100% perfect. And again, this is something that I've had to keep telling myself and reminding myself, especially when it comes to websites. If I look over the last 11 years at how many different versions of my website there has been, and right now there's just been a new revamp on my website. So if you haven't checked out, go over and check it out. But I remember that I'd always try to get it to be perfect. But actually, when I look back at even my first website, honestly, it was embarrassing when I think about it. But guess what it did? It got me to be out there. It got me to have my first NLP students and my first coaching clients. And it was perfect for then. But you'll just evolve, you'll change, you'll learn, you'll figure things out even more. So even my current website, I personally believe is the best version of it so far. But does that mean that this will be the version that you'll come across if you're listening to this in two years time? Probably not because things will always evolve. So instead of you going round and round in circles or trying to just spend all your time, energy to make it perfect, just appreciate and accept the fact that it doesn't have to be perfect forever. It just has to be good enough for right now for you to then actually focus on the things that will make the difference in terms of attracting those clients and getting yourself out there even more because that's what really is what makes a business a business rather than actually just a hobby because you're not just in this for a hobby, are you? So the last key tip I want to share with you is how we can learn from children. So if you think about it, I'm a parent, I've got two amazing boys, so Kais is six and Aaron is 18 months just now, but I absolutely love the fact that they don't wait until they're ready to do something. So for example, when it comes to when they were both learning to walk, they would just get there and try and do it no matter how many times that they would fall they would just get up and dust themselves off and just do it again. They didn't just sit there and say, okay, I'm going to wait until I can stand up and I can completely walk unaided. No, right? So we can learn from children in that way. And even Aaron, he's such an amazing boy, but also keeps me on my toes because literally he's just embracing everything a bit too quickly at times. He loves electronic stuff, so he's always kind of on my, trying to get my iPad off me. He's trying to plug things into plugs. So we've had to basically kind of look at, right, we need to keep you safe, wee man, <laughs> but also just basically kind of embracing that curiosity and his ambition just to get things forward. It can also work on the opposite hand. You know, Caius, he's kind of a bit too old for his um, boots at times. You know, sometimes he's more like a teenager instead of a six-year-old. For example, the other day I was in the car and he said daddy just because you're older than me doesn't mean you could tell me what to do and I'm like Caius put your seatbelt on or we're not going anywhere but I just want to kind of share that with you because we can learn from those that are younger than us you know learn from them they don't wait so I want you to think about that in terms of your business how can you act childish in that way to kind of really make things happen as well and have fun and enjoy it because really 
Business doesn't have to be miserable. It doesn't have to be stuffy. It doesn't have to be all corporate. It just has to be done. And that's the whole point of this episode. So I'm sure that hopefully you've got one or two or 10 nuggets of insights for you to go, right, okay, I'm going to continue to get myself out there and get out my own way so that you can grow your own business as well. So as always, I'm a very action-orientated guy. It's no point just me talking to you, sharing this with you and for you to be inspired and doing nothing with. So I want you to think about right now, what have you been avoiding or what has been taking you longer than you want to because you might be uh -uh, procrastinating and actually what can you do to basically just get it done because you now recognize that you'll never be ready for it or there'll never be that perfect time. Please do let me know what that is, what your action is going to be. Hop over to the free Facebook group which is called the Rapid transformation zone you can find a link for that over on the show notes which is at www i don't know why i said www because we're not in the dark ages but rapidtransformation.co.uk slash number four and i look forward to hearing how you're going to get out your way and recognize and embrace the fact that you'll never be ready so i look forward to sharing even more with you on next week's episode I am sure, just a bit of a hint, it's probably going to be around the topic of comparisonitis. So please come back and tune in for that one. And I look forward to catching you next week. Bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.